Creativity can be one of those buzzwords that it's difficult to actually implement into the classroom. Today I talked to Mike Cicchetti, a digital video production teacher in Volusia County, who's using creativity to ignite that spark of learning. Welcome to Focus on K-12, EdTech and the Education Experience. I'm your host, Doug Conopelko, education strategist at CDWG. So let's dive in as we focus on K-12. Mike Cicchetti, I'm currently an educator in Volusia County Schools, Florida. Uh, previous roles served in learning technology specialist, which assisted and supported uh, district-wide implementations and um, usage for purposeful technology infusion inside the classroom and for business ventures. And then uh, immediately moved into the director role where I got to uh, lead the entire technology effort for the district, which is the size of Rhode Island and uh, a massive amount of about 70,000 total students and staff. So it was a very exciting time and definitely something I'm looking forward to uh, using in my educator world uh, as I am in now. Thanks, Mike. So as someone who's both a creative educator and also uh, an educator who teaches a subject that relies heavily on creativity, um, how does that play a role in your classroom? You know, it's a great question. I think uh, creativity for me has pretty much stayed with me since birth. Um, there's several TED Talks out there that, of course, dive into creativity and, and when it disappears from our students. And so for me as an educator, it's something that I really always want to become nourishing of, no matter when I meet them and where I meet them. And so for me, teaching digital video technology, it's definitely one of those programs where you can't come in bland and you definitely don't want to shoot from the hip with um, inexperience. And so for me in my education and uh, my background as an artist, um, I definitely try to infuse a lot of that in, but also bring out a lot of what my students are looking for in this modern day. Video as we knew it in the past is definitely not what video is, what we know now. It's fast, it's furious, it's short, sometimes direct to the point, but also it's, it's, it's an amazing experience for students to be able to understand how technology and a message can be visually um, appealing for an audience. Yeah, so how do you take all of those things, right? Because there's been so many shifts and there's so many skills and new skills and programs and things to learn, right? How do you take all that, but also still foster uh, that creativity in your students? Awesome. You know, I'll take you, I'll take you to uh, recent events. Obviously, most of us uh, remember spring 2020 as a time where things just changed, right? They came out of, out of nowhere and uh, we had to adapt. And so in that time frame, in that spring time frame, when I shifted from a district level position and I wanted to bring that knowledge and that infusion down into the classroom with uh, a high school level, nine through 12, um, I started to develop a, a process, a framework, so to speak, um, that I dubbed ADAPT, uh, A-D-A-P-T, absolve, discover, appoint, prescribe, teach. And for me in the spring, it really took a hold of my daily ventures with my students. It's something that we had to understand together that we were going to progress together and we can't do this alone. And that's just true for education in, in general. And so when I, when I think back to the spring, I had dabbled, you know, like many educators on certain tools and certain um, use cases, but never was, never was I fine tuning the exact usage to what needs we had, you know, day in and day out. It was kind of experimental. And if it worked great, if it didn't, we knew what not to go with. And so using the ADAPT model 
It was something that we, as my class, my students and myself um, together formed and had a, a shared vision and direction for where we we're gonna go at learning. So tell me a little more about ADAPT and how that plays out in the classroom because you said your students were a big part of it. Absolutely. More often than not, I always start with informal and former surveys. Uh, I'm definitely a big communicator with anyone, whether it's my staff and or my students, no matter what. And so conversation just helps drive. I always found that it's exceedingly valuable to have you know, conversations right from the beginning and not linger because time can be better served later when you understand exactly where you all want to go. And so more often than not with the absolve portion, the first letter A in ADAPT model, uh, it's together just kind of clearing the air and understanding that there are challenges that we're going to face. And there's exciting, um, you know, points of, of venture ahead. And so we have to understand that, accept it, and seek where we're going to go together on that end. And so from that point, we then begin a, a discover phase. And in there, I start to take a look at, again, through informal form of surveys and direct conversation, you know, what tools are they used to? What tools have they experienced in the past? I need to know where they are to be able to understand where I can bring myself and or uh, bring us together if they are pretty much at the same level or not with me. And so we discover certain apps, certain apps that are going to make our course in digital video technology excel, um, not just stay stagnant or stay uh, at the level that it, it was formerly in. Um, from there, after we do our discovery phase, we test, we experiment a little bit together and we start to smile and frown and that's okay, you know, in, in terms of figuring things out together so that you're a more cohesive uh, unit going forward. But then we begin to appoint what tools we're going to go forward with. You know, you don't want to just come in with a plethora of uh, tools. It's kind of like a restaurant. You don't bring a buffet of, of seafood when you know you're a vegetarian. Um, you need to understand what those uh, the resources are that you're going to prescribe. And so we appoint and then we prescribe. At that point, we are basically identifying what tools we're going to go with, what areas we're going to focus that tool use, usage on, what purpose we're trying to get out of it, and then we teach. And that's the last portion of the ADAPT model. That's excellent. So a lot of educators are not in the more creative space, right? When we look at the schools, really a bulk of our educators are in those core subject areas. So mm -hmm. what tips would you give educators that are in core subject areas to help them inject more creativity into their classroom and into their work? Absolutely. I, I, think, I think even the ADAPT model, uh, right away for that particular question hits home for a lot of the core uh, educators. I know in, in my current role as a digital video technologist, I'm in an exploratory course. And so I get to have the time to expand a student's knowledge, but also collaborate with the core teachers because I want to make sure that I'm infusing what they're also leaving my classroom with or coming in from. And so if core educators can begin to absolve themselves of the burden of being labeled core because that that comes with a lot of context behind it you are the core you know of a student's educational experience and we're kind of exploring stuff over on this side and so if they can absolve themselves of, of feeling like rigidity needs to be the primary focus of a day um, i think they begin at least in my experience they begin to ask a lot more questions and those questions are what i personally for myself love to engage in it's understanding where they are day in, day out. What struggles are they having as educators? Um, even if it's just a supplanted type you know, tool that can kind of get them ahead of the curve on where they are and get them time back to have those in-depth conversations with their students, 
that's where I feel um, teachers that are in those core areas or, or teachers that don't believe that they're creative because somehow during their, you know, their life, it was pulled from them at some point, how they can infuse it back in. And so a lot of conversation, definitely being open. Social media is a major uh, tool at this point. It's something that I know since the spring, if not way before, uh, just has so many valuable tools with teachers just like ourselves you know, and district leaders and, and ed tech vendors just out there ready to support and, uh, and help prescribe, you know, when they're ready for that. So I know that you're a, a very gifted artist and I've seen some of your work and you, and I've seen you post some of your paintings. So I imagine that digital video production was a bit of a stretch as well for you, right? Getting, getting ahead and getting ready for that role as we all do when we, when we start a new teaching role. And it seems like a lot of how we learn both as students and adults has shifted. So you mentioned social media has become a big part of your learning. Tell me a little bit more about other tools and resources that you use to get ready, uh, you know, to be more adept at digital video production. Sure. I, I say for myself, I'm an anomaly. Um, no, no doubt. Having come from the world of technology, leading the effort and kind of bridging a lot of the gaps that we had as a large district, as well as just bridging a lot of conversations with vendors that uh, most teachers don't get the chance to have those in-depth conversations with. So I'm an anomaly on that side, but at the same point, I still value the district resources that we have. Um, I would always venture to, to request and, and, and inquire with an educator, no matter what district they're serving in, um, to, to seek out your district leadership, those that are in those roles that have that, that time to expand on whether it's tools or the infusion of technology and really find your purpose for and integrating it. Um, you have to have a purpose. You just don't want to start with a tool just because everyone's doing it. There's a reason for that tool, you know, to be in place. And that's questions that you should ask and, and inquire about no matter what. Um, so for myself, coming from a static artist where it was a lot of paint and a lot of Photoshop work, very static um, imagery, uh, it wasn't too big of a leap to go to video and you still are telling a story. And I think for artists in general, you always want to have a, a, a summary in your head before you even begin, because you want to be able to have that story be told at the end with variations, of course, because art generally tells its own story, no matter who the viewer is. And so jumping into the video, for me, it was just really learning the programs that help serve the uh, digital video technology course. And so those were held through Adobe. So for myself, I immersed. Um, in training, right off the bat, a lot of web tools, um, Gmetrics being one of them, um, Adobe being another, but I, I immersed myself very quickly. So I had to be certified and I put a goal to myself to be certified in less than two weeks in all major Adobe Suite products, Premiere Pro, Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, and I met that goal. And uh, After Effects has been my next one. Um, but at that same time, it's just a lot of good conversation with my district counterparts. Um, colleagues that are in other neighboring districts as well. Um, I try to build a network and build that collaborative uh, open dialogue, you know, between anyone that I can reach out to. I definitely never uh, fail to ask a question because even if it's no, at least I ask. Absolutely. Well, um, you mentioned uh, that you use a lot of the Adobe suite, right? But what are some of the other tools that you're using in your classroom with your students? Uh, maybe, you know, in addition to uh, just the video production right now that we've got students at home, students, uh, you know, also in class, you know, what does that balance look like and what are the different tools you use? Great question. 
So the various tools that I was able to discover a point and then prescribe for the teaching that I have uh, going on, um, several of the, of the larger ones that really uh, integrate well um, in our ecosystem, Microsoft Teams is a, is a major player in that role. Uh, it's been fantastic for collaboration, open dialogue, communication, file sharing, and the like, especially reaching out to parents using our uh, PSTN that we have set up here for voice call um, and voicemail. Uh, Canvas and Structure is our LMS that we utilize as well. And um, we have uh, a lot of our coursework, our LTI integrations, which is an IMS global standard um, for any of our resources. So going back to the ADAPT model, if you have resources and you've sought your district counterparts to see what's supported and what's available, you also want to make sure that the integration is seamless as well. And so that's definitely number one um, in a lot of the big questions that I have after I've, I'm ready to prescribe a tool. So Microsoft Teams, the uh, Canvas and Structure, we are a big class link uh, district, and so we call it our V portal, but that's our single sign-on, our SSO solution, so that we can get students in and to their resources quickly and uh, remove that hassle of rostering and um, where, where do I go with it? What tab is that? What desktop icon do I have to click on at this point for my favorites? Um, so those are, those are some of our major uh, resources. Of course, you have your digital textbook through adoption, um, but more often than not, we, we are utilizing uh, Nearpod quite often. Um, I believe it's, it's a tool that really opened up the adventures of teachers who were into that PowerPoint phase, which is a valuable tool altogether, but it, it began to make it a lot more interactive. And so those are some of our major tools that we're using inside the classroom and out. Well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your work with us today, Mike. Absolutely, Doug. I appreciate it. And I wish you all well and uh, enjoy the rest of 2020. Thanks. It'll be exciting. Thanks for joining us today on Focus on K-12, EdTech and the Education Experience. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe and consider leaving us a rating or a review. If you'd like to contact us about the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at theconopelco or send us an email at focusonk12 at cdw.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time as we focus on K-12. Hey.